This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at the law in New Zealand around ACC, and uh, we're going to continue that conversation this morning with Leisha De Bruin. Leisha Morena, good to have you with us. Morena, thank you for having me again. Just recap, what did we get up to last week? So last week we talked about um, when you covered uh, what entitlements you're entitled to, and we went a little bit more in depth about medical costs and weekly compensation. And today, what do we do today? So today we're going to do rehabilitation entitlements. It's a very big part of what ACC does, and it deserves its own wee segment. Yeah, right, of course. You know, we tend to think probably about the most immediate needs if an accident Mm -hmm. occurs, but uh, for many people there is a long and ongoing rehabilitation process. Absolutely, yeah. And, uh, I mean, if you're covered, when you're covered by ACC, you're entitled to that rehabilitation service. Um, Because, like you said, you know, for some people it's just a medical bill. For others, it is a long-term recovery process. Um, And ACC is there to help you regain your health and your independence as much as possible. And you are, but you are responsible for taking active part in this rehabilitation. Um, So with the goal of leading to as normal as life as possible, uh, given your injuries. And it's really important that you are actively involved because if you don't, ACC can stop your entitlement. All right. So what types of rehabilitation are we entitled to? So there are two types of rehabilitation, um, and they are called social rehabilitation. So that's to restore your independence in your everyday life. And then there's vocational rehabilitation, um, and that is to restore your independence in working in your working life. So, how is our rehabilitation plan decided? Yeah. So, if you need longer term support, so more than thirteen weeks, ACC will prepare what we call an individual rehabilitation plan uh, for you as part of deciding what treatment and rehabilitation you need. And that plan will set out targets and appropriate services and support. Uh, It will be updated so that it records the steps as you get better, um, including the results of occupational and medical assessments. So it's like a living document. Tell us a little bit more about what's included in our individual rehabilitation plan. So in your your individual rehabilitation plan must include the outcome that it's aimed for and the target date. So for example, going back to your old job in three months, uh, it has to include the necessary initial assessment from your occupational therapist and your medical and medical um, assessments. It needs to include any treatment or rehabilitation that's in place or about to be approved and whether ACC will fund this. Uh, and the services that are appropriate in your case, and it has to include when you and ACC, your ACC case manager, will meet next to monitor your process. Uh, so ACC must meet the costs of preparing this plan, uh, so as well as any cost of any assessment agreed to in the plan. They can't just send you off to an OT and be like, oh, you've got to cop that fee. Um and ACC must develop this plan in consultation with you um, and with your representative if you have a representative. Uh, if you, um, and it's your right to have that, to re- negotiate those contents of the plan with ACC. They don't have that unilateral power to just say, here's the plan, go for gold, you have to follow this to a T. 
uh, definitely can negotiate in that one. Uh, and um, if ACC simply presents you with a draft plan to sign, it's probably going to fall short of that real consultation definition. Um, and because an individual rehabilitation plan is sometimes described as a contract with rights and responsibilities for both parties, you should normally go get legal advice uh, before you sign that individual rehabilitation plan. Okay, so tell us a little bit more about how the plan is developed. Right, so in developing an individual rehabilitation plan, it involves, like I've said, negotiation. Um, you may need to mediate to reach a reasonable resolution to any disputes um, about the contents of the plan. And then if you unreasonably, but if you unreasonably refuse to agree to the plan um, ACC has proposed, then ACC can finalise that plan um, and treat it as if you've agreed to it and or it can just refuse to provide you with something that you've otherwise been entitled to. So just cut that entitlement, uh, such as weekly compensation. And... Um, if, but if you do have a problem with your re individual rehabilitation plan, including ACC taking away your entitlements because you didn't follow the plan, or you don't believe you 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 believe you reasonably refused to agree, so there wasn't just you weren't just being difficult, and ACC ACC is the ones who are being difficult. You can apply for a review of that decision. Now earlier on, you mentioned social rehabilitation. What's that? So it's the independence on in your everyday life. And social rehabilitation is how is to help is help provided by ACC to make you independent again, um, as far as possible, in your everyday life outside of work. So, what does that um, include? So, you're entitled to so aids, appliances, and equipment that will help you in your daily life. Um, personal care, so that can sometimes be somebody an attendant care, somebody to help you with your personal needs. Uh, Childcare, and that's for children under 14. Education support if you're injured, if your injury causes you difficulties at school. Uh, help, home help. If uh, so, you know, for example, helping with cleaning, laundry, shopping. Often you can't move yet, you can't bend, uh, so you can get help and cover for that. Uh, modifications to your home, like adding handrails. Um, I know that there are sometimes you can get uh, modified pedals in your car so that you can move your foot prop, um, better and use your car. Uh, training, for example, in how to use the equipment that you've been given and transport. So that includes the cost of public transport, including taxis um, and helping you with buying or modifying a vehicle. Uh, and so ACC has the discretion to provide other social rehabilitation if this other rehabilitation would help you become more independent. Uh, this could include help to restore your independence in cognitive tasks of ordinary daily living, like listening, planning your day, and getting your tasks done, communicating, domestic activities, taking part in education, managing money, healthcare, keeping clean, mobility, motivation, keeping faith, and sexuality. So there's a range of discretion that ACC can make. It's always best to talk to your case manager first um, and raise it with them. All right. Tell us a little bit more about the process. What's involved? Yeah, so there'll be an assessment and reassessment um, to ensure that the social rehabilitation you're getting is required as, as a direct result of your personal injury caused by the accident that is covered by ACC and that it is intended to restore your independence to the greatest extent 
within reason, uh, that it is necessary, appropriate, and good enough to do the job, uh, and to and of the type normally offered by a provider, and it is agreed in the individual rehabilitation plan if you have an individual rehabilitation plan. Sometimes I do say they say sometimes um, you can go they go they give you straight away a social rehabilitation plan skipping the individual rehabilitation plan. That's normal. Um, nothing to worry about. Uh, but yeah. All right. Now, earlier you also mentioned vocational rehabilitation. Tell us more about that. Yes, so vocational uh, rehabilitation is that second branch, and that is to help um, it's help provided by ACC to restore your independence in your working life. Uh, it's aimed to ha- helping you either keep your current job, uh, find a job that's suitable and appropriate for your training and experience, or regain your vocational independence. And this means being able to work full-time 30 hours or more a week uh, in the in work that you're suited to because of your experience, your education and training. And that might change given your injury. Okay. When am I entitled to a vocational rehab plan? So ACC has to provide you with a vocational rehabilitation plan if you are unable to work in your pre-injury job and so and so are entitled to working compensation, weekly compensation, and you will have stopped work, you had to stop work and get weekly compensation if you didn't get vocational rehabilitation and you were injured while on um, parental leave. And so essentially vocational rehabilitation isn't usually available if you weren't working at the time of your injury. And it is always provided as part of an individual rehabilitation plan if you're entitled to the vocational rehabilitation, uh, which should always include an appropriate rehabilitation path. So essentially, if you were working before you were injured, then ACC will provide you and must provide you with a vocational rehabilitation plan. All right. Tell us a little bit more about what's involved with the plan. So ACC must identify whether it's reasonably possible for you to go back to your pre-injury job with the same employer. If this isn't the case, then ACC must work out which of the following four other options are appropriate for you, and that is either finding a different job with the same employer, so alternative work, finding the same type of work with a different employer, finding a different job with a different employer using your existing skills, or getting additional help from ACC for you to use your pre-injury skills to find work. So this is them retraining you uh, so that you can get your vocational independence. So some examples of vocational rehabilitation? Yep, so some include transport to and from work, uh, special equipment for the workplace, occupational assessments, medical assessments, preparing to look for a job, programs to help build skills and confidence, uh, and the type of help you'll get will depend on the rehabilitation path that's been chosen and in your particular needs and the particular barriers you face. Uh, and for example, so it's very, it's very um, subjective. It's not like a, a very tidy formula. Uh, if you say, for example, if the rehabilitation is directed at keeping you in your pre-injury job, uh, it might include workplace assessment and help as such as a special equipment maybe or a short-term transport assistance to get you to and from work. If you can't go back to your old job, for example, then you'll have an in the initial occupation assessment to identify your skills and your work options 
and then in deciding what work options are suitable for you, the assessor will take into account, or must take into account, should I say, among other things, how much you were earning before your injury. So you, as you can see, it really does depend which avenue you're going under. Right. So when does vocational rehabilitation come to an end? So if you can't go back to your old job and you can't find a new one, the vocational rehabilitation plan provided by ACC stops when you're able to full to work full-time in some job which you're suited for by your training, your experience, uh, and so on. So you've essentially gained vocational independence according to your vocational rehabilitation plan. But ACC doesn't have to keep helping you until you actually have a job. Uh, and so the maximum period for ACC-funded vocational rehabilitation is usually around three years unless there's significant um, changes to your health and to your injury that make your vocational rehabilitation plan have to adapt, then it might continue. But three years is usually that threshold. Well, thanks, Leisha. That was a really comprehensive summary of our entitlements under ACC for rehabilitation. This uh, has been part of a series that we've been doing over the last few weeks here on ORFM for our Speak Legal segment with Community Law Otago. Obviously, Leisha is your resident expert at Community Law Otago. If you've got any questions about it yourself or need to get in touch, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of course, um, if you want to listen to the previous episodes, you can pop online to our website, oar.org.nz. Look for Speak Legal and you can back capture all of that. Uh, Leisha, just remind us how things mm-hmm. are at, um, at Community Law Otago at the moment. Uh, fresh cohort of volunteers, no doubt. Fresh cohort of volunteers. They're getting training uh, today and tomorrow. And Legal Ed, my Legal Ed volunteers are all trained up and you'll be hearing a brand new voice tomorrow or next week um, and on a brand new topic. And uh, so we are also, with the new changes recently announced, we are likely to go back to in-person appointments, um, but we are still taking appointments over the phone for now, but we will we will let you all know um, when we are back to in-face-to-face appointments. Well, Leisha, it's been great to talk with you over the past few weeks. No doubt we will talk again, but also um, some Absolutely. other volunteers uh, from Community Law Otago getting to, to to reveal more about their particular interests and ways that Community Law Otago can help you out with some of the stuff that affects our daily lives. Thanks so much, Leisha. We look forward to Speak Legal tomorrow. Our thanks to Community Law Otago and to the law faculty for supporting this every week. Thank you. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.